0: Hello and welcome to The Pulse. In part two of the show, we'll be looking at Hong Kong's fifth legislative council since the handover, which is due to be sworn in next week. First, though, Hong Kong is observing three days of official mourning for the 38 men, women and children who died as the result of the collision between a ferry and a company boat on Monday night.
1: On Monday night, as much of Hong Kong gathered to enjoy National Day fireworks, around 130 people who had taken a boat to enjoy the event were fighting for their lives.
2: i i <laughs>
1: A Hong Kong Electric Company boat was severely damaged after a collision with a Hong Kong and Kowloon ferry vessel in waters near Yongshu Wan off Lama Island.
3: The boat was
1: carrying company employees on a trip to see the fireworks from the water. The stern had already begun to sink within two minutes of the collision, giving passengers little time to think of escape. Rescue attempts continued through the night. For Hong Kong people, National Day celebrations are now long likely to bring memories of the 38 who lost their lives at sea. Crew members from both boats have been arrested and bailed. Investigations are ongoing, but there's been criticism of what happened after the collision. If the Hong Kong and Kowloon ferry vessel had stayed to help those in the water, it's likely that more lives could have been saved.
2: A few years
1: ago, another boat collision took place near Hong Kong. This one was between the mainland vessel, Dong Chu Yi Hao, and a Hong Kong New Ferries
2: launch.
1: The two vessels collided because neither had turned in time. Lee is a veteran sea navigator who's been piloting sea craft for
2: over 20 years. During the year, the
1: The Hong Kong and Kowloon ferry company says its vessel had to leave the scene because it too had been damaged and passengers were worried it might sink. Not everyone is
4: convinced.
5: crash until we got to Lama Ferry Pier about 20 minutes later, uh, the crew neither informed the passengers of what had happened or gave passengers instructions about what to do. The crew never checked to see whether or not any passengers were
4: injured.
5: when my wife was trying to talk with the crew members on the upper deck she heard them conferring amongst each other going to the ferry pier and that was two minutes after the crash. The only thing I don't quite understand then is why it took more than five minutes from the time my wife heard them say that until the boat actually started moving. After the collision, I would estimate it was about five minutes when the water began uh, gushing in. It could have been as long as 10 minutes uh, after the collision.
1: The investigation of the tragedy is likely to take some time. Meanwhile, the families and Hong Kong itself are left to mourn. In the wake of the accident, there have been calls for a stricter adherence to maritime rules and safety regulations for all passenger vessels.
0: With us in the studio is Stephen Davis, who is a maritime historian and writer, former director of the Hong Kong Maritime Museum, and someone who sails Hong Kong waters very regularly. Stephen Davis, I, I know there's going to be an investigation. We don't know the precise facts, but from your knowledge, why would a vessel sink that quickly?
6: Well, the answer is vessels like that are designed to stay afloat if you pierce one big compartment and it floods up with water. And then they'll sit around pretty much on the gunwales waiting for someone to come and help. If you pierce two compartments, which seems to be what happened in this case, we don't know whether that was because somebody left the door open, but it looks from the, from the crash picture as though the Hong Kong ferry hit in the worst conceivable position right on the bulkhead that separated the engine compartment from the steering gear compartment and the shaft tunnel. And the result was two very large compartments at the back of the boat flooded, and down it went.
0: In about two minutes. Very
6: quickly. Mm. But I mean, that, that's because the, the Hong Kong ferry was moving at maybe 20 knots. That's a huge impact. I mean, that's tens of tons stopping in no time flat. So it's going to pierce a big hole.
0: Right. And I think after this tragedy, people seem to have got the impression that somehow Hong Kong waters are very dangerous. Can you put this in context for us? Are they?
6: I don't think so. Yes, accident stats have gone up, but then that's accident stats. They don't distinguish between terrible tragedies like this one and a minor bump. As long as it's reported and you are required by law to report any collision, that goes into the statistics. And we have very, very crowded waters. There's a vessel of some sort moving around about every minute in Hong Kong waters, 365 days a year. Uh, In the museum, we used to have, and we will have a new version of, a radar map, composite radar map made by the Marine Department's Vessel Traffic Control Centre, where we compress 24 hours' activity into seven minutes. It's like a mad ant's nest. There are zillions of boats zooming around all over the place all of the time. And when you look at the sheer quantity, it's surprising how few accidents there are.
0: And is that because... Um, there are very tight regulations on movement of vessels or the particular skill of people who happen to be in Hong Kong waters?
6: There are tight regulations and I do think your average Hong Kong skipper is a pretty handy sort of bloke. There are cowboys, sure there are. There are other vessels which are up against tight timetables. Recreational sailors are some of the worst witnesses in terms of talking about conduct on the water. They tend to queen it a bit and they forget that the other poor stiff is earning his income, and it's not a very big income at that. And if he's towing a large barge, he doesn't actually want to have someone wave collision regulations at him and say, but it's my right of way. Uh, He thinks, come on, you're in a small boat, and you've got all day to piss around. Why don't you just turn left and leave me alone? Much the same is true, I think, of fishing boat blokes. Many of these boats are very short-staffed. Think about the Hong Kong ferry. They've got three chaps on board. The fellow who's taking the weight, the load, is the driver, the skipper, as we call him. He's driving the boat, he's controlling its speed, he's having a lookout. He is everybody. And he's got a deckhand, whose job basically only works when he's coming alongside or leaving, and the bloke down in the engine room who's making sure that the important propulsion unit keeps going. So this poor fellow, travelling at 20 knots with the responsibility for the lives of 30, 40 people, is whizzing along and trying to keep a lookout. And I find it impossible to explain to people what it's like to be in the dark and making your assessment of the relative motion of two vessels based on some glimmering lights against one of the most light-polluted backgrounds
0: on the planet. Stephen Davis, thank you very much indeed. And we'll be back after the break. Welcome back. Next Wednesday sees the beginning of Hong Kong's fifth Legislative Council term since the handover. 70 LegCo members, 10 more members than in the previous Council, will be responsible for enacting laws, controlling public expenditure and monitoring the government. Pro-democracy parties have retained their veto power in the Chamber, but they remain fragmented. That being the case, some of the new legislators believe that more can be achieved by focusing on civil society rather than on pro-Democrat unity.
3: Whether pan-democrats can work together in solidarity is no longer a very important issue. What is important is how we can facilitate the civil society and those people who suffer from certain unjust social policies come out, initiate changes, voice their needs, and we become supporters. And then we would have to work together because the voices are so strong.
1: Incoming legislators Fernando Zheng and Chan Yun-han have been working in social welfare and labor sectors for years. In terms of democratic development, they may be on opposite sides of the political spectrum, but both say they want to bring grassroots interests to the Legislative Council chamber. Both see an increased role for civil society and grassroots organizations in the political process.
3: I think more importantly is that those who are suffering those who are not justly served in our society have to voice out themselves they have to come together and i will serve as a bridge or as a platform and as a facilitator so that the tools that are offered in legislative council could be fully utilized
7: Chen Yunhan is taking a seat in the new
1: district council's second functional constituency, she was elected by more than 246,000 voters. She feels from her past experience as a legislator and councillor that there are good reasons why people take to the streets to oppose government
7: policies. I think the
5: the
4: mobilization power of the civil society groups in recent years has become increasingly important, just like in the issues of national education and also the uh, New Territory North East Panning incident. We we see that uh, the the civil society through the internet could mobilize uh, many supporters to oppose against the government initiative within a very short period.
1: also re-elected to the council, Le Chien also believes that the power of civil society is sometimes the only thing to which the government will respond.
3: Very obviously now we don't have power to monitor uh, many uh, policy of government, including this fair increase mechanism. Uh, it's totally decided by MTR now. And so we are now asking uh, that uh, the, the power to increase fair should uh, be, uh, in, should include the vetting power of Legco, and this our uh, demand. Uh, but of course, I, I, I think uh, uh, if the if the government uh, uh, would want really to respect uh, public opinion, then they should give the power to Legco.
1: The increasing mobilization of the public and of civil society doesn't just place pressure on the government; it also has an influence on political parties. In 2011, after around 220,000 people rallied on July the 1st, in opposition to the by election Replacement Mechanism Bill, even the pro-establishment camp was persuaded to change its stance. As a result, the government had to delay the bill's second reading. The new legislature has more political parties than ever before, and the voices of civil society are likely to play a larger role.
4: The new Legislative Council is a very fragmented legislature. Uh, We have uh, many uh, different kinds of political groups uh, in the legislature. Uh, We have altogether 9 pro-democracy political groups. We have 8 pro-establishment political groups and over 12 uh, independent legislators. Which means that uh, there are many different kinds of uh, political groups representing different class interests, uh, different values. Uh, which makes it very difficult for the governments to uh, uh, establish a broad policy consensus within the legislature.
0: The strong feeling generated over the issue of national education and other recent controversies led people to expect that pro-democracy parties would do better in September's election. But while pro-Beijing groups have railed at the tactics of some pro-democrats during council meetings, Hong Kong's most vociferous legislators are returning to the chamber with an even stronger
5: mandate.
8: Several government parties were hard to convince the public that some former legislators were wasting government time by their antics in the Legislative Chamber, including filibustering tactics. It didn't work. In September's election, People Power, led by Raymond Wong, also known as Dog, won three seats. Apart from Wong, People Power's veteran legislator Albert Chen and former radio presenter, Raymond Chan will also be part of the new legislature. Another strongly activist group is the League of Social Democrats, whose actions have been branded by some as political violence. The group's chairman, Lang Got Hong or Long Hair, calls those criticisms political smear tactics. He won a seat in the new legislature. The OSD, People Power, and their airline, Gary Fang, of the newly established New democrats scooped up five of the contested 35 geographical constituency seats. The total number of their votes topped 264,000. To some, this is a sign that the radical Democrats have come to replace the moderates as the leading force in the pro-democracy camp. That could have far-reaching effects on the operation of the Legislative Council and make Leung Chun Ying's governance even more difficult.
0: More Hong Kong people are accepting more radical parties in Hong Kong, and and that's why we believe that um, 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 uh, people power can um, uh, further um,
3: develop. Um, in this um, direction to, to fight for democracy and core values of Hong Kong people. Mm. Talking about the uh, re-legislation uh, of uh, Article 23 is a very, very uh, uh, major battle. Uh, so I, we might use uh, the de facto referendum again. That's why I say the Democratic Party should review their policies on, on, on on uh, the uh, whether there should be a de facto referendum.
8: The main division among the radical and moderate Democrats is that the radicals rejected the government's electoral reform proposals outright and considered those who supported them to have sold out. Both the Democratic Party and the Hong Kong Association for Democracy and People's Livelihood supported the electoral reform package. The Democratic Party suffered badly in the 2012 Legislative Council's ballot. Some consider this the price for compromising with the central government's liaison office and supporting the electoral reform package. It now has only six seats in the legislature. It's no longer seen as the driving force of the pan-democratic camp. The new legislature will be more diverse and dynamic.
0: We will invent different tactics, but definitely... We will not be violent, and we have not been violent, and we will not be violent uh, in the and or in anywhere in Hong
3: Kong. One of the councillors said immediately after the election, He said she said that uh, she will go on confronting the government, and she will uh, bring agendas in the Legislative Council back to the civil society and to link with the civil society to, come to, to, to fight for their cause. To ensure people's
8: opinions are heard, the radicals hint there may be more filibustering to come. Such delaying tactics in the last Legical session prevented Chief Executive Lan Ying's government restructuring plan from being passed. However, pro government members are expected to support an amendment to go rules procedure to prevent filibustering. More unconventional approaches may be adopted.
3: Kong We'll see you at
0: the same time next week. Goodbye.